Hydriva mofos, you're probably aware that I've been working flat out on our social media presence to try to expand our community of Driva mofos globally. I've been posting tons of free content to keep you inspired, driven, and working towards your goals. So if you haven't already followed and subscribed to all my social media channels, please make sure you do so as I post different content on different platforms. The links are available in the description of this podcast down below. So this question comes up quite a lot, and that is how do I stay motivated? Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I talk about the many lessons, learnings, and tools that I've learned along my journey from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to rich listers, successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, and more, all while running business and personal performance events for tens of thousands of people who want to get the best out of themselves and their lives. This is my way of helping more people to excel in life, build successful empires, and be the best that they can be. I hope you share and enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to share with you some of the different ways that I've stayed motivated over the years and why now my energy is probably higher than what it's ever been and why I'm more motivated than what I've ever been. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Just a massive shout out to all of those who have been sharing this on their social media platforms. I know a lot of you out there have been sharing this podcast, which is absolutely awesome. I see it pop up on my Instagram account. I see it pop up on my Facebook when you tag me in it. So a massive thank you to all of you out there who have been sharing this on your social media platforms. So let's talk about how I stay motivated and what I've learned over the years about motivation. Back in the old days, I used to get motivated by going to motivation events. And so I would jump up and down, I'd high five people, get all amped up. And that was sort of the first way that I started. And I think that's important because back in the day, I was pretty negative. I felt like shit about myself. I probably wasn't in a good headspace. I didn't really know a lot about how your mindset works. And I didn't realize though at that time that you would crash afterwards. So I would go to these events and then I would crash and feel like shit afterwards for a couple of days or even a week. And that was just my body coming down. So I was hyperactive and then you become hypoactive. So when you're high in energy, you will have low energy. I learned that over the years. So these days, I'm probably a lot more balanced with my energy. I try not to become too hyperactive because I know that I'll eventually crash. And I try and look for more inspiration versus motivation. So when I need to get motivated, it's more like an external push. Whereas inspiration, the word inspire means to breathe. It means, you know, the breath of life to come from within. So these days I'm inspired and I'm inspired because I'm very, very clear with my mission. So I know what I'm trying to build and that's the thing that lights me up. Every morning when I wake up, I think about that, which then lights me up. That's why one of the greatest things that you ever do is come to Thrive Time because you'll get clear with your Mojo success map or success map for life, which is unique to you. So you will know your own success blueprint for life, which is unique. So you want to get really, really clear with that so you can clearly define what your mission is. Also, you want to prioritize as much as you can your values in their priority order. So I spend a lot of time teaching, learning, and coaching throughout my day, whether it's with the team or whether it's online or doing this sort of stuff now, because that keeps me inspired. That's my highest value. Then my second highest value is high-level connection. So even this morning, it's quite early. I've already had a couple of conversations just through chat with some very high-level people. In fact, one of my close friends who comes and speaks at Business Growth Odyssey sometimes He was just part of an acquisition that sold for $1.1 billion. That's billion with a B. So having those conversations with people like that really inspires me because it reminds me to step up and keep playing big and that these things are impossible. Also, those conversations are more intelligent. You know, I'm not just talking about shit. I'm not talking about other people. I'm talking about things that that we're doing that are helping to create growth whether it's business growth, whether it's life growth. He's just had a child, so that's really, really cool for him. I want to know like, what's it like for him going through being a, a new dad. And so we have those types of conversations, and I find them really stimulating and really inspiring. That's my second highest value. 
Third highest value is business and wealth creation. So like most days, I'm either looking at what's going on in the share market or where I can invest some money. I'm more of a long-term buy and hold person, but there are times to buy and there are times not to. And I look at it most days. I'll quickly check our finances in the business. And then I get on with the day and I work on growing the business. And then finally, my fourth highest value is physical movement and physical appearance. So I want to make sure that I'm moving every day. I've already been up, as I mentioned, it's quite early, but I've already been for a 35-minute ride on the spin bike that I've got at home. Just chuck on a podcast and I watch it or I watch a YouTube or something like that. So I start my day off pretty well, living my values. Then what will happen is throughout the day, I get involved in other things, like it might be meetings. And some of those meetings might be a little bit boring. If those meetings are a little bit boring and I find myself understimulated or underwhelmed, what I will do is look at why that happens. So is it because I'm not bringing enough enthusiasm into the meeting in the first place? Is it because I'm not clear with what we're trying to achieve? Is it around a boring topic? Now, if it's around a boring topic, what I do is I link the meeting or the topic to my values. And the way that you do that is I grab my pen and paper, which I talk about using a journal all the time, which is just a notepad. I grab my journal and then I write down 50 to 100 reasons why doing the meeting or doing a task is important. What it does is it creates neurological links or neuro associations within your brain around the task and links them to your values. And so I might be in a finance meeting and normally I find finance meetings really boring. But what I know is that being in those finance meetings, I'm always learning new skill sets. So it might be boring because the numbers and the data I find are boring, but it's helping me to build better skill sets because now I understand the business better. But by linking it, my brain goes, ah, this is really important to our big goals and to our mission. Therefore, this meeting is important and my enthusiasm goes up and my energy goes up. So anytime where I find that throughout the day, my energy is decreasing because I'm trying to avoid something or I don't want to do something, if it's important, I'll link it to my values. Again, I talk a lot more about this at Thrive Time, my Thrive Time event, and how to do this because you can create a habit in less than an hour. Now, the current research literature shows that it takes anywhere between 21 and 365 days to create a habit. I've done podcasts on this before, but you can create a new habit within an hour if you just create enough neuro associations by linking something with your values. So I'll do that. I also make sure I look after my health. So first of all, the number one thing for motivation or to stay inspired is your mindset. Being clear with your values, your life purpose, and your mission. Also understanding how your values impact your lifestyle balance. I've gone through and done other podcasts on this. You can go back and listen to them, but we really want to make sure that we're creating a lifestyle balance that fits our values. I love working, so I work a lot. Now, people tell me, you work too much. I don't work too much. I work too much for you. I don't work too much for me. I love my work. Some people say we exercise too much. I don't exercise too much because if I did, I would be burnt out and I would be sick all the time because I would overtrain. The truth is I don't overtrain. I train based on what my values dictate I need to feel good about myself. So therefore, I train based on my values. So I look at these things and I try to create my life around my values and my mission and what I'm trying to accomplish in life. Now, because health is important, one of the main things that you need to do to look after your health is focus on your breath and water intake. So throughout the day, if I'm stressed, I will go and I'll just spend five to 10 minutes breathing and I'll just focus on my breath and I slow my breathing down or I will do rapid breathing. I might do some stuff like some Wim Hof breathing. I might do a rapid sigh breathe, which is like a big deep inhale with an inhale at the top of the breath and then a long, slow breath out. So if we look at the human body, we need oxygen more than any other nutrient, as in we process more oxygen than any other nutrient that we utilize throughout a 24-hour period. So if your breathing is shit, you've eaten large amounts of food, it's pushing up into your diaphragm, like your stomach pushes up into your diaphragm, you're not going to breathe properly. If your posture is shit, you're not going to breathe properly. If you don't breathe, you're going to be tired. 
So I make sure that I just spend time throughout the day breathing. If I start getting tired, I just focus on it. If I'm stressed out, I focus on it. Water is another nutrient. It's every cellular reaction that I'm aware of in the body needs water. Therefore, if you're dehydrated, don't be surprised if your brain function turns to dog shit. If you become more tired, more lethargic, you just feel crap about yourself. So I want to make sure that I'm drinking plenty of water. So I have a large water bottle, which is like an 800 ml water bottle. And I make sure that I drink at least five to six of those a day on average, most days. And that's just part of how I've just trained myself. Now, if I'm exercising in a really hot summer day, I might need some more. Sometimes in winter, I'll drink a little bit less, but I also watch how much I urinate. If I'm urinating every two seconds or every two minutes, it means that I'm probably smashing a lot of water or I'm having something that is a diuretic. So I might be having too much caffeine. I may have had a large amount of things like dairy. I notice I urinate more when I have a lot of dairy. So I just want to be careful of that stuff. You want to hydrate well especially for brain function and energy levels. Now that doesn't include coffee and caffeine. Although there's debate around this, current research says that because there's enough water or fluid in coffee, it shouldn't be too bad. But I just choose not to consider caffeine a fluid intake that I need to optimize my function. So that's how I operate anyway. Sometimes you can add a little pinch of sea salt like Celtic salt. I wouldn't recommend Saxa salt. They take out a lot of the minerals and they bleach it. So you want to find true, proper, high-quality sea salt that's not pure white. There'll be a bit of a brown color to it or something like that. Depending on the sea salt, it depends on where they get it from. But you want to use some sort of salt in there if you're urinating a lot. It will just maintain more of a mineral balance and stop you from flushing out all the water from your system. Although sometimes if you've been drinking alcohol, just drinking pure, straight-filtered water or even distilled water will flush everything out of the system pretty quickly. But if you have too much stuff like distilled water without minerals in it, it can start flushing out other minerals from your system. So these are just some of the things you need to be aware of. Food intake. Obviously, food is super important. If you're going to eat shitty food, you're going to feel like shit. You're probably going to look like shit. So make sure you're eating good quality foods. Now, there's all different diets out there. Some people look great as vegans. Some people look like shit as vegans. Some people look great on a paleo diet. Some people look like shit on a paleo diet. Some people look great eating a Mediterranean diet. You've got to find out what diet works for you and how you operate. Okay, and also your exercise and, and so on. For me personally, I find I function better off on a high protein, high fat diet. There's a great little book that I read many, many, many years ago, and it's called The Metabolic Typing Diet by William Walcott and Trish Fay. You can also read something similar to this in Paul Check's book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. Although I find Paul Check, sometimes people read it and they go, it's a bit hippy-dippy and a bit woo-woo. Go and read it anyway. There is some great information in there that you can pull out that information and use it should you choose to. So those books talk a lot about having the right metabolic type for yourself. If you don't understand your metabolic type and how your body processes food, you may be eating the wrong diet. So if I eat more carbohydrates, I normally feel tired and lethargic. Whereas if I eat high fat, high protein, I feel great. Whereas I've got other friends of mine who are on a completely vegan diet and they look fantastic. Their energy is high, but I've got other friends as well who eat a vegan diet and it looks like they've been dead for half of their life. So you've got to find out what works for you. And you know, I know some people say, well, the way you look doesn't necessarily mean how your insides are working. Yeah, it sort of does because your skin will show how rapidly you're aging. Now, that could also have to do with your stress levels and how you manage your beliefs around why you eat the way you eat and so on. So there are other factors, but if you're looking good at your age, then you're probably eating reasonable for your age as well. If you look like shit for your age, then you're probably eating ineffectively or you've got way too high stress levels or there's something going on that is causing you to age more rapidly. So you want to investigate those things. The other things that I do is I normally spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. I learn quite a lot. So I'll take any opportunity to be able to learn. 
Like if I'm on the exercise bike, I want to make sure that I am on the exercise bike, but at the same time, I am also listening to a podcast or I'm doing something where I can learn. Because the more information that I can saturate my brain with, the easier it is to navigate challenging situations because I've already, I'm learning off of other people who are already doing stuff. You know, I'll watch things on gaps that I've got in life. If I want to improve my health, I'll just start watching video clips on different ideas around health, different exercise routines. I'll listen to different people who train. The first thing that I want to do, though, is establish what their beliefs are. Like the number one thing that's going to get you results is your mindset. And the mindset is the biggest gap. I've spoken about this plenty before on this podcast and other podcasts that if you want to crush people in life and you want to crush results, and when I say crush people, I don't mean, you know, literally crush them. What I mean is like, if you want to beat your competition and get out there and fucking crush it, the first thing you need to do is establish beliefs to be able to do so. It's like the biggest area of growth. I've worked with sporting teams and they still see, even professional sporting teams, we are talking like national level association teams and even world-class teams and professional athletes, and they just don't put any energy into their mindset. And I'm like, shit, if I just worked with an athlete that was able to work on their mindset more and be more balanced and know when to switch on pain, when to switch on pleasure for as a motivator, or when to just be inspired and calm, if I was able to work with those people and they were competing against someone who wasn't working on their mindset or who was doing a sloppy job, they would get obliterated. It's such an era of growth. And even in the business world, there is so much stuff out there on mindset. And even some of the business owners that dabble in mindset stuff, they just don't do a really good job of really getting clear of what actually drives them as a person. They're trying to be something that they're not. They're trying to compete with everybody else. You know, a lot of the time they're operating out of fear or they're operating out of pain or they're operating out of a fantasy, which is that if one day everything goes well, then I won't have to do any of this shit. None of those things are going to help someone to achieve a great level of success. Eventually, it's going to become a bottleneck and a glass ceiling. It'll drive you for a while, but it'll also burn you out and destroy you at some point. So the business owners that I know who I can work with for an extended period of time, who just keep learning and growing and adapting and changing, over time, they're just going to chew away their competition because their competition just won't work on their mindset. So when I'm watching stuff, I'm not just watching the specifics. Like when I hear people say, I just want to know what to do. Well, that's how children are. Children want to be told what to do. If you still have that mindset and you're a business owner or you want to excel at anything, you've got a childlike mindset. You've got to change that shit really, really quickly. You need to be watching things and learning things so that you can learn how other people think through their process. What's their thinking process around something? What's their beliefs? What beliefs work for them? What beliefs don't work for them? What's the languaging that they use consistently? You know, What do they say to themselves in tough situations? What do they say to themselves in good situations? You know, only recently at our Business Growth Odyssey program, we had like 50-something business owners in there. And I watched a documentary on Michael Bisping, who is a ex-UFC world champion. And in that documentary, I let them watch it. So it's about an hour. We watched it all. And then I said, right, I'm going to show you how I watch it. And I went back and I explained all the languaging that he had, the words that he uses, and where he was in a losing mindset and where he was in a winning mindset. What were his beliefs? What were his values? What does he say to himself in tough times? What does he say to himself in easy times? What does he say to other people in rough times? And you could essentially see his mindset shift between when he would lose versus when he would have a winning mindset. And when I went through and explained it, the majority of the room was just sitting there like, holy shit, I'm just watching something completely different now. Like, you know, I thought that this thing was red and now it's like blue. You see things in a completely different way when you learn to understand things at a different level. This is why when I listen to people talk, I'm listening for value structures, belief systems, the beliefs that are keeping them stuck, the beliefs that are helping them. That's why I watch these things. If I'm watching someone who is achieving more in one area of life, 
what I'm trying to pick up is how they think about that area of life and how do they think about their challenges? How do they think when everything's going well? How do they think? Like if you're someone who's got a great diet, what happens when you go out to restaurants? Like I want to know how you think about that. How do you think through that? What do you say to yourself? I was talking to my personal trainer a while ago and he's like, I normally just track all my calories and you know, if I want a bit of chocolate, I'll eat a bit of chocolate. And I was like, okay, so talk me through that. How do you self-talk yourself through that? And he said, oh, I don't know. I just like, I just eat whatever my calories are. And I'm like, no, nah, but how do you know when to stop? How do you not keep going? When we went through and I broke down his language pattern, he had a completely different language pattern to me. I will be like, all right, I'm going to have a couple of pieces of chocolate and have a couple more pieces. I'm going to have a couple more pieces. Oh shit, now the block's gone. So I wanted to know how his languaging was different. These are things that most people never consider. And that is why mindset is so super important, but also why I watch other people who are more successful than what I am in certain areas. And I learn from them because I can see where my gaps are in those areas. If I'm listening to business, no one is good at business. People have skill sets in certain areas of business, and then they hire other people to help them to grow the other areas where they have skills gaps. And over time, they keep merging into their area of strength, not their areas of weakness. So what I want to know is like, how do they start in startup? How do they think through that? How do they go through it as the business scales? And so I'm always looking for how they're thinking through things at different stages in life. Where do the challenges pop up? Where are the complications? Because this, this is huge. Hey, Driven Mofos. If you ever want to have the video version of this podcast, which usually has more effects, visuals, graphs, and helps you to retain more of the information that I share, then check out my YouTube channel. I also share bonus in-depth training behind the scenes from some of our live events, plus interviews from some of the country's most successful people. So if you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, then check it out via the link in the description of the podcast. Remember to subscribe to get the latest stuff. The other thing that I do is I make sure that the relationships that I'm surrounding myself with, especially if I want to stay motivated, are inspiring. I don't want to be around people that are negative and complain all the time. That's why I get pissed off sometimes doing sales calls because you hop on a sales call and you listen to someone, especially business owners. Business owners piss me off more than anyone. Not all business owners because there are some great ones out there and there are some amazing ones in our community. What I really like is I love the business owner. You hop on the phone and they're like, look, I'm not where I want to be. I'm stuck. I've hit this thing. I know really where I want to get and I would love to get there and I need some help. But here are some questions that I have around your products and your programs because I'm just not sure whether you're the right person. And then we can navigate that and we talk through it. We make sure that everything's right and it's good. Like the conversation goes well. And even if they don't work with us, at least they know who I am. I've tried to help them. The ones who piss me off the most are the ones who are so fucking unaware because they'll sit there and they go, I want to grow my business. I want to build a $10 million business. I want to have all these staff. And then you just start listening to all their excuses and their complaints and their victimhood and all that shit come out when it comes time to do the deal. They're the ones who sit there and they're like, oh, nah, man, look, oh, I, don't, oh, I don't know. Like, I need to go talk to my wife or my husband. And I'm like, do they run the business? Oh, no, nah, but their input is important. I'm like, okay, so they didn't know you're on the call. You just literally booked this call. Well, no, they know I'm on the call. So why are you having the call with me? Oh, well, they know I'm on the call and they know that I need help. And so they don't think that you're going to pay for that help. Is that correct? Oh, well, no, nah, it's not that. And you just listen to the stupidity of their thought process. And they're the ones who go around for years and years and years, and they just stay stuck in a loop. They're the ones that frustrate me because they won't make a decision. I don't care if someone doesn't want to work with me. I just want to hear no. Like if someone goes, look, I don't think you're the right person. I go, that's cool. What is it about me that makes me not the right person? They might say, look, you're pretty intense. And I go, cool. I'm not going to change that. I get it. Look, here's someone else I would recommend that maybe is a bit more passive and a bit more easygoing and probably won't push you as hard. These might be the right people for you. So I'll put them on to somebody else. But when someone sits there and they don't even know how they think through things yet, they have a goal and they're just looping like a motherfucker and they won't make a decision, 
they're going to be the ones who sit on the fence and they're going to go, look, call me in a month. And you call them in a month. Oh, yeah, I still want to grow the business. But, you know, it's just that at the moment, you know, the economy's tough and you just can't get good stuff. And uh, I can call them for six months to a year and they've always got an excuse. They're always complaining. They're super frustrating to deal with. So I try to avoid those conversations. And over time, we build out pipelines in the business to hopefully filter out those people. So if they get through to me specifically that they're talking to, I do a lot of the sales calls still. If someone's talking to me, I want to get them to try to make a decision as fast as they can. Because like the faster they make a decision, the faster they move forward. And without a decision, nothing gets done. I talk about this a lot at my events. If you go to a restaurant and you sit there and you look at a menu, you're looking at all the choices you could have. Now, a choice and a decision are two different things. And most people don't know this. When you have choices, let's say you get a menu and there's a lot of choices, you'll get more stressed out, you get more confused and you get more frustrated. So if you've ever gone out to a restaurant and there are like 20 things on the menu that you'd love to eat, it becomes stressful and it becomes frustrating. Why? Because it's harder to make a decision. When you make the decision though, and you say, I want this thing, then the waiter goes and tells the chef to start cooking. So progress happens when decisions get made, not when people sit in choices. Choices create confusion and frustration. Most people don't know this stuff, which is why most people are stressed, frustrated, and confused in their own life because they just don't make fucking decisions. They sit and they go, oh, I could do this or I could do that. Or, I, could, I might buy that, but I don't really know. Should I buy that? Well, but at the same time, I want to save money, but I don't really know. What should I do? That's fucking confusing and it's annoying to be around. I try and avoid those conversations and I try to avoid being around people like that unless I'm helping them. If they're a coaching client or if they're part of our events, I will push them to make that decision. But it's hard because unless someone invests money, they're not invested in themselves. So if they're not invested in themselves, it's hard to push them because they just back out. You know, I had a business owner, he's been our pipeline for like a year. Every time I speak to him, he complains about staff being shit and he complains about business and then he complains about the economy. And I've tried to help him. He's built a business that's probably doing about $2 million a year, but he's been bottlenecked. In the same time, his health has turned to shit. His relationship's fallen apart. He's had to sell the house of his dreams. His life is fucked. Like it's going in one direction and it's not up. And I've tried to help him to make a decision to do work on himself to get his mindset right and to start bringing back his inspiration. But every time he stalls the decision-making process. So this time I started putting the gas on him and I was like, right, I've been talking to this guy for a year. He needs to make a decision. Either he wants to work with us or he doesn't. Like it's time. He's got to make that decision. Put the gas on him. He hung up the phone. I haven't heard from him since. The problem is, is that when someone's not committed, they can just run away. And when people hang up the phone and you're trying to push them and trying to help them, They'll just hang up the phone. When someone's paid $20,000 or $30,000 or $50,000, or they're one of my private coaching clients, like when someone spends $100,000 a year working with me every month for a whole year, and they're spending hundred grand to spend a day with me every month for a whole year, those people are committed. I can say the most brutal shit to them and they will sit there and listen because they're like, if I've paid hundred grand, I need to make a million plus from this coaching. So if I'm not making an extra million on top of what I'm already earning, I don't even know why I'm here. So they are solid and fully committed and I can push them like a mofo because everything is depending on it. When you have someone that is non-committal, they're not going to get the results that they want. That's why I like people who go to the gym and they listen to their gym bros and all that shit. They're not going to get the results that they probably want. Whereas if they had a personal trainer who they're paying, they're probably more likely to listen to that person because they've got a vested interest in getting the results. And so they're going to listen and they're more likely to get those results because they're committed. The other thing you want to do is make sure that the people that you're hanging around give you energy and give you enthusiasm because the more you're hanging around people who don't make decisions, who are sloppy, who play the victim card all the time, who complain about you know how shit things are, or they consistently dream of the future, but they don't make any decisions now, 
Most people have big goals and big dreams. Doesn't mean shit though. 99% of the people that I hear who have big dreams will not even get close to them. Why? Because it takes no effort to have dreams. It takes effort to achieve dreams. So effort is hard. It's tough. You've got to grind. There are times where you've got to do things that you don't want to do. That's part of the game. So if you're just around people that are like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this in my future. No, you won't do shit because you're not doing anything now. So I don't like hanging out with dreamy people. I don't like hanging out with negative victim, you know, everything's too hard. Everything sucks. My life sucks. You don't understand. I don't like hanging out with those people because they zap my motivation. They zap my energy. I like hanging out with enthusiastic people who do shit. Hence why I build a community of people called the Driven Mofos, because I like hanging around driven people. I don't care if someone's hit rock bottom. I've worked with plenty of people who've hit rock bottom, got out of jail, you know, done stupid shit, lost their businesses, bankrupted themselves, you know, gone out and done crazy stuff and lost their marriage. Awesome. Like, I don't care. What's awesome is when they come to me and say, right, I want to move in the upward trajectory and I'm prepared to do whatever it takes. They're the people I like working with. I would rather work with someone who is at rock bottom and who is now driven to change and grow and learn and adapt. They're more motivating and more inspiring and they give me more energy to be around than someone who has a $10 million or $15 million business who is stagnant, who eats like shit, who just treats their body like crap, who thinks that they're successful. The day you think that you're successful is the day you become unsuccessful. You need to create bigger goals. The moment you you think you're successful, you need to get in a room of people that are doing better than you, and you need to get around people that are inspiring to you because if you've built a $10 million business, maybe you should be building a $100 million business. Now it's time to go. If you've got great health, maybe it's time to improve your health because as you age, you start to deteriorate in some way, shape, or form. So you need to start learning more things to help with the aging process. So you may have great health now, but now you need to learn about aging. All of these things are inspiring to be around because they're enthusiastic. If you're around people who don't have enthusiasm for life or goals or stuff like that, and they're not doing stuff to achieve it, you're going to be around the same boring people that are predictable. And predictable people are boring. You know, if I haven't seen someone for 10 years and I catch up with them, they're still doing the same shit. They are boring. That's the truth. They're boring. I want to hang out with people that are like, since I seen you 10 years ago, I've done this, I've achieved this, I've gone here, I've traveled here, this is what's happened, I've got a family now. They're people that are enthusiastic, like they're doing cool shit. So make sure you hang around the right people as well. Anyway, there's some of the basics of how I stay motivated and how I stay inspired consistently. I hope this helps driven mofos, and I hope it's given you some areas to really think about within your own life. Have a great day. Also, if you haven't grabbed your tickets yet to Thrive Time, the event is coming up soon. So make sure you hop on, grab your tickets to Thrive Time, especially if you're someone who knows that you have greater potential, that knows you want to get the best out of yourself, and you want to learn the best mindset tools and the best success map on the planet, I can guarantee that. We give a money-back guarantee that if you do the event and you're there for the whole four days and you don't walk away with the results that you want, as in you're not clearer with your own life, you don't have better mindset tools, and you don't think you've got more value than what you paid for, I will give you your money back. I know that Thrive Time is one of the greatest personal performance events on the planet. So if you're someone who wants to get the best out of yourself, make sure you hop online and grab your ticket for that event. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking massive goals. Stay driven.